Oh, it started off already. Breeze, it is your boys, Puke Shaw and Aaron Tubasaka. <laughs> <laughs> With the with the with the with the with episode ninety one, ninety one of, of the Pink Devils podcast. What's the good? Pink, what's the Pink Devils? Um, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> that sounds a little bit mad. Still, <laughs> I just tried to remix Red Devils, so it's not like it's not fully Man United territory. Pink Devil sounds like some uh, something against like uh, like some Black Panther against against the the white man, the Pink Devil. <laughs> Why did you have to make it all racial, man? I didn't. Hey, how old's Prince Philip? Because this is episode ninety-one. Is this the Prince Philip episodes? R.I.P. Uh, Prince uh, Philip. R.I.P. Um, I thought you was gonna make a controversial joke there, but this could be the Prince Philip episode. It could be. It's, it's like it's it's relevant. Was he ninety-one? It's it's the ninety-first episode. It's beer rap and banner at beer rap bands. Myself, Ben English, checking it out. It's me and Cal on a Sunday, different day, different energy. How you feeling, Cal? Um, that is good. And Prince Philip was 99 years old. Wow! Put a flake in him. He's done. 99. Wow! My God! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Rest in peace to Prince Philip. Um, you, you know what I think about Prince Philip? Right? I think like it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter how strong you are, how healthy you are, man. Death comes for us all. Like this guy was a military man. He was a strong man, you know. And that's probably why he's lasted so long. Ninety-nine. He's had a good innings, man. Definitely. I definitely feel older people, like of the older generation, are made of sterner stuff than say nowadays. But I mean, it helps if you're a royal family and you've got like the the best access to everything. So kind of helps a bit, don't it? Definitely, kind of helps. But. Um, the 91 episode, 91st episode. Um, as we I, saw, talking, I saw a meme the other day, yeah, yeah. Uh, where someone was saying, R.I.P. Prince Philip, he was going too young. And it's like, wait, hold on a minute. What do you mean too young? <laughs> <laughs> He's gone too soon. Man could have hit 100. Imagine if he licked 100. That would have been like... Century. A life for 100 years. That's a lot of life experience. Can you imagine what you've seen in 100 years? Wow, I mean, sometimes I feel old when I just think about the fact that, I, like, I've seen the whole video game development going from flipping crappy eight-bit graphics to where we are now, with like virtual reality and augmented reality and 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 super realistic high fidelity gaming. Um, so, but just imagine being like a Prince Philip, you would have seen, you would have seen so much change. Like he probably was around before we even had the telephone. No, I think telephone invented. Oh, Google that. It's before then. Is uh, I should know. It is eighteen seventy six uh, to eighteen seventy seven that a new invention called the telephone, uh, but not by Alexander Graham Bell. That's a misconception. It was this. Atel- it was an Italian um, who invented it. Uh, Antonio. Muichi. Mm. How about that? So I, don't, I don't think he patented the idea. Um, there are other inventors such as Alicia Gray and, and Antonio Muichi uh, who believe to have de- developed it around 1875. So um, there's a good pub quiz one there. But 100 years, yeah, man, you would have seen a lot. We've seen a lot. I'm glad that we grew up 
without the internet and we've seen the progress like you said computer games and now we're seeing the whole cryptocurrency and and everyone streaming and everyone on their phones which is not a good thing but it is constant access now but um yeah we've seen a lot we've seen a lot we've seen a lot um we've seen a lot and we're trying to see a lot more a whole lot more more life man that's it Speaking of more life, I know we did RIP to DMX on the Play On podcast, but yeah, massive RIP to DMX. And also, this was sad news. This was like last night for us in the UK. RIP to Black Rob. You know, the thing about that is I recently heard that he was homeless. And um, and I thought, OK, that's sad news that, you know, Black Rob's going through some stuff. And then it came out that, that he was in hospital and then he came out, he passed, and I was just like, what? It was just like one thing after another for me. Because yes, obviously, coming from our generation, Black Rob was a legend in hip-hop. Like, with his, his, his smash hit, the one-hit wonder, whoa, we never had another record of that kind of stature, did he, after mm. that came out? He, he had some big records. He had he had that, uh, well, on his own, maybe not. He had that Bad Boy for Life, and he had, was he on Special Delivery? Yeah, special delivery. Oh, that was a tune. That that was a that was a massive track. Boy. I think Bad Boy for Life, but definitely Whoa was like just flipping ridiculous. Like wherever you played that, wherever you was out or you was sort of at an event, that was that was the record. That was the tune. But yeah, it was sad, man. And um Yeah. Died at fifty one. That's like that's only around the corner. I feel death around the corner. Well, you know, you'd, you'd hope that you would have sold your seeds and you would have done enough good things um, by the time you get to 51, you know. It's, it's my, it's, yeah, all this death really makes you think about life and it's kind of crazy, like, because, you know, me with my Bible background and that, Bible basher and that, I kind of think sometimes that, you know, Jesus died at 36 and I've already outlived past where Jesus was, man, when he passed. And I haven't made that kind of impact on the world. Like, imagine that that legendary impact where, like, centuries after your death, people are still speaking your name. Uh, yeah, well, it does put things in perspective, definitely. I was thinking of this the other day because my, my dad passed just after his 40th birthday. And I'm like, rah, like, I'm going to be 40 at the end of the year. And it's a mad concept, isn't it? Like death, like we don't really know. I don't really know anyone like close to us that maybe we went to school with or grew up who's passed away. Um, everyone's still living fruitful lives, thank God. Uh, but there, death there, is there a... Was, there was a one youth that had cancer. At school? Yeah, too sure, I think it was. No, I don't... Was he in our year? Yeah, um... I think he was in Damien's class. I forget what the class was. Damn. But he used to live in Leighton near, um, uh, is it Bancroft School? He used to live around there. Bank- no, like, Barclay. No, Bancroft's in Woodford. Ah, uh, did I get my schools wrong? We're getting mad right. specific to people who are from the I think, I think it was like, you know, like where you've got Leighton Youth Centre and across the road, there's like back streets down there. And there was a school down there somewhere, whatever that school was. I think it was like a primary school. Okay. Well. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Sad. There was there was sad. one or two. There was one or two. So yeah, well, I think it's important. Like you're saying, obviously, you don't feel that you've contributed to the extent of sort of the prophet Jesus. 
has or the son of God, depending on your preference. Um, or that you from Africa. Yeah. Bethlehem and them. Yeah. Uh, Jerusalem, but, stand up. Jerusalem's not in Africa. Yeah, but you see, back in the day, everything was Africa, isn't it? Oh, okay. Well, if you're getting technical, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> forget, Before the Africans. I forget I'm talking to a proud Ghanaian here where everything's from. Before the great dividing. But what, you don't what, have what to feel your way. Divide, no, this... What do you mean? Divide and conquer? No, that's not the word. No, there was a word to describe Earth before it split into continents. When the Earth's crust is broken up. Uh... Continents. Yeah, it had a strange name. Like Eurasia or some crap like that. But you don't have to feel that you haven't... Like, you've contributed... You've made contributions, man. And sometimes your contribution or people's contribution is not... Not people. felt by yourself, but by other people. Your, your your impact is not felt by yourself; it's felt by other people. That's what I. That's what like you. So yeah. you've left. You are leaving an impact. You are doing stuff now, and you might not even know what you're doing. But the effect you're having on friends, family, listeners uh, is, is is felt, man. So you know you you you've put out some you've put out some great music. Someone would have listened to your project and been like, yeah. Kyle's got me through the day or he's inspiring me to do my thing. People listen to the podcast and it gets them through. So even though you, you might not feel um, that whatever you're doing isn't making, you know, like that instant gratification of like, I'm leaving my mark. Trust me, you are leaving your mark, brother. We're all leaving our mark in our own special way, but it's all about leaving a legacy and, and, and making sure that you, you know, you do your thing now. So, yeah, well, I might, I might be leaving a skid mark, but that's not quite the mark oh, I'm talking Greece. about. Oh, that's why it was late on the podcast. What did you yeah. eat? You what know? are you eating, you, you filthy animal? Um, <laughs> it's your diet. Have you been having a healthy diet or have you been having a, a Griezmann diet? <laughs> what the hell is a Griezmann diet? Well, I don't like, know, like kebab, grease. Grease! Uh, <gasps> talking of grease. Here we go. Um... There's a adult entertainer who tweeted that she was happy about getting engaged uh, and getting married. And her, her, her mentions in Twitter were absolutely flooded with just filth. I think her name is uh, Riley, Riley Reed tweeted that she was like getting engaged or she was happy to be spending the life with this guy. And then people just, cause she's a porn star, people was just, flooding the comments with like just footage of her at work if you know what i mean <laughs> and it's like and it's like some people were some people were were happy that she found happiness and they're, and they're saying yeah you know you should be comfortable with one another and other people well their reaction was quite the opposite shall we say so it was it was interesting to see people were foul on twitter that's why twitter is just a dark place because people were posting all type of video clips of her. <laughs> I mean, our people take banter a bit too far sometimes. <laughs> to be to be fair, like to be fair, it is a bit nuts in it. It like if your missus is a porn star, but that could be the same for you know like any mature couple that meet. Like who? How do you know what kind of past that your ex has? Like unless you're one of these that actually has that conversation. Like what's your body count? 
you know, then maybe you trust that they're going to be honest to you, but they could be lying, innit? Yeah, like, people lie. There could be people X lie. amount of fucking sex tape that they've done back in the day, or she could have sucked X amount of hood, he could have smashed X amount of things, that like, you just don't know. And and everybody could have a porn star kind of history. Like, maybe mm. it's just not all on film, innit? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, people have their history, and you can't judge, obviously. What is the... Let he... There's a saying about judging people cast the first stone. I don't know, you were talking about the Bible earlier. But Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. So, you know, everyone's got their history and I don't think that matters to some degree. But that's all behind closed doors. But when you're on film getting peppered by like eight, nine men or you're doing all types of grease uh but it's fascinating, yeah, but no, yeah, good luck to them. I just thought it was just a nice little link there of uh, the, the, the Grease conversation. But if they're happy, people are happy. I mean, me personally, no way, Jose. But uh, okay. other people. Um, other, sticking, other with, people. St- sticking with the Grease theme, right? I found this, uh, this Instagram page called Confession Box UK and this has been giving me life over the last couple of days. I only just found it. Right. So basically what it is, right? The premise of it is there's actually a website, confessionbox.co.uk. For our younger listeners, don't go on there. For our majority listeners, this is just bats, right? Confessionbox.co.uk. They ask you to just basically drop a confession and click submit. And what they're going to do is they're going to anonymously post it on their Instagram page. <laughs> and the grease that's coming up, like, I'm just going to click on the latest one, yeah? Here we go. Um, all right, no, not that one. Jeez. <laughs> um, okay. My kids ate something they didn't like yesterday and said it tasted like ass. I made a joke that I wouldn't know as I've never tasted ass when, in fact, I've tasted their mum's ass on a regular basis. <laughs> that's pretty That's pretty normal, though. Eating ass is... I was going to be, like, even more Griezmann than that. I don't know about that, man. No, there's so many, bro. Some of these stories are... Mad. All right, check this one. My boyfriend and I hadn't been together very long when he suffered a mini heart attack. We're both early 20s, so this was obviously quite a shock. Our sex drives are extremely high, and one evening when I went to visit him, I was mad horny and ended up giving him head on his hospital bed behind the curtain whilst his heart was all strapped up to the <laughs> monitors. <laughs> He's flatline. He's flatline. What's going on? Flipping hell. Are you yeah, sure you're trying to help him recover, love? Oh, she's trying to she's trying to help him be the doctor of love. Yeah, um, so, yeah. Go on there, man. Confession box UK, like it is hilarious. Maybe there's some people that have got some cheeky stories they want to get off their chest, and this is this is going to be the perfect place to do it. Um, there's some there's some stuff there's some crazy stories. I should have actually earmarked the the perfect ones to read out on the pod, man, because some of these were wild. Do you reckon they Do you reckon they're real? Do you reckon some of the stories are real? The reason I reckon they're real is because it's anonymous. I mean, yeah, you could just make up a fake story if you really wanted to. But I just think that there are people who have, like, they've got stuff they want to talk about, but they can't talk about it. And so to have a forum like this, um, they're just like, yeah, fuck it. 
Um, yeah, no, that's good. People, well, people always go to, uh, you know, in their confessions, they 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 speak to uh, someone in a church and they, um, they tell their confessions in it, or they speak to a therapist, so they have to get it off their chest, bear yeah, out, then in. Some people don't know. That's the thing. So, like, not everybody kind of comes from that Catholic background where they they confess to a priest, um, and not everybody. I, I suppose up until recently, not everybody has had a great awareness of mental health. Mm. Um, and sort of the, the belief that you should talk to a therapist and it's very healthy. A lot of people would think if someone talks to a therapist, it's because they're crazy. No, definitely. So, definitely. But yeah, last one I'm going to read, yeah? Yeah. I've been teaching my girlfriend's younger sister how to drive for about a year now. Her family are wondering why it's taken her so long to learn. It's because half the lesson is me pulling in somewhere quiet so we can shag. Might have to become a personal trainer when this is over. Oh, that's wrong though. Beating your beating your your, your girlfriend's sister. It's gonna end in tears, mate. This is the confession box, man. This, this is this is the stories that you get on there. Pure my confessions. Reaper. And they all say the location as well. So Newport, <laughs> Kent, Portsmouth, Oxford, Plymouth, Bury, London. People are getting greasy Late. all over the country, mate. Leytonstone. <laughs> been on there already have you mate no no hey speaking of like usher and confessions did you see that usher was a uh, was he throwing around like not fake money but he was throwing around something called usher bucks yeah that is with... fake money like flipping fake notes with his big boat on it oh my god <laughs> strippers complained that he was making it rain in the strip club and when they checked the money it was usher but i mean i don't know how real that story is but that that's hilarious though um strippers vented on social media after usher sh- showered them with fake money the bills had an image of him and were not real <laughs> oh man oh these notes man these notes he's trying hundred dollar bills with his face on it good luck cashing that in well yeah that is a bit mad that is a bit mad i i don't know man i mean usher isn't isn't doesn't usher have a family isn't he like a big, well you know what to be fair American culture is a lot different to ours, isn't it? Like, yeah, you can go to a strip club. The strip club over there is, is the strip club culture is different than it is here with like the CD, CD strip pubs with the pound in a pint jar and all that. I think we spoke about this a while in the podcast. And strip clubs over there, you can go and have uh, food, drink, watch watch sports games, and and I think the whole throw money in the air culture, that's something that we'll never get over here. That's on some like BMF throwing a stack up mm. in the air, making it rain, flossing. I found out recently this year that uh, a friend of mine who's moved out to the States, um, we've got a little group chat, mm. and um, his missus, who is uh, an American, that's why he moved out there, uh, she said that you know her family went to a strip club uh, for someone's birthday. And I was like, what? And it was like, imagine the whole family, like mom, dad, uncles, aunties, kids, you just go to a strip club <laughs> like to have a family meal. That is a bit mad. It's, that yeah, is a bit mad. That's that's a bit different than bit different than TGIs or Nando's or bloody Weatherspoons or something in it. That's not that's not Toby Carvery, is it? No. Well, someone's getting carved open. Woo! You seen a you seen a bit of beef, some beef flaps somewhere. A whole lot of oh. meat going on. Oh, but strip clubs are a funny thing. When I've gone to strip clubs in America for like. My cousin Stag do or just gone with him, whatever. I sit there, and it's like it's a bit of a desperate place because they they flock around you, 
and they can tell you're tourists or whatever. They go, oh, hey, you know, dance. You're like, oh, no, I'm, you know, maybe later, maybe later. And you just pirate it off because you just, you know, I'm a bit stingy with the pee or whatever. But it's just, I'm looking around thinking, oh, you're someone's mum, you're someone's aunt. Like, you're like, it's a bit, it's a bit of a desperate place. And people can go in there and get lost in the moment and spend all their money and uh, come out broke. And they, 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 they feed you a dream. See, should you go to the strip club if you don't have the money to go to the strip club? Oh no, you got money. Obviously, you got money, but in spending what, however much a dance is, as opposed to just watching watching a different dance or just going for a drink and chat is another thing. But people can go and spend their money for the big private dance. But it's a cultural thing, man. It's it's. I find it quite interesting that, like, you know, it's it's like a an aspiration, right? Like there'll be people growing up with this culture and they, they, their whole aim in life is when I get older, I want to go and blow money in the strip club. And, you know what I mean? I want to have that, you know, I want, I want the waitress coming out with the big bottle of champagne with all the sparklers on it. And, and then I want to be blowing money on these strippers with them twerking on my lap. And that's what they aspire. That's what they aspire to be, man. They just want to floss. I think it's a good place to break. So, like I know in the south as well to break records, like to make sure certain records bang. Um, so yeah, it's a good culture. Uh, speaking of music, well, I know we're moving back and forth everywhere. It's a bit of a, a bit of a quick episode today, but there's a few projects that dropped. Um, talking of strip clubs and something that probably get played in there. Uh, Young Fug and Gunna dropped Slime Language. Um, I tried to listen to this. Well, I did listen to some of it, and I tried to understand the lyrics, is what I'm saying. And sounds, um, like, it sounds like you're saying you tried and you failed. Well, I just went to the Drake record. The Drake record is hard, by the way. The Drake record is is very hard. Um, where is it? Where he's all singing on it. Solid. I really like that. And I listened to the Skepta verse, um, and I'm usually a big Skepta fan, but that I didn't really get. And then uh, Ski, which was, I don't know. It's a whole vibe. I, I can, I can give or take Young Fug and Gun. I don't really understand the whole wave. Obviously, I'm not. It's not within my thing. But it's this wavy music, strip club music. But yeah, that's uh, that's something people can check out. And AJ Tracy, big up AJ Tracy, putting the work in. Another solid project. Well, wow, you moved from one to another real quick. Um... Well, that, I didn't have too much to say about that Young Fug thing. I don't know if you listened to it. I don't think you would have listened to it. Uh, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't even know it dropped. To be honest with you, mate. Um, Saying Ghana, yeah. Mm. Not really my thing, but I think I saw social media. It's hyper. Well, you know, you know. The, anything with Drake. Yeah. the Drake records hard. Uh, and then AJ Tracy out of the UK dropped Flu Game, and that was there's a really good video that he did with um. Where is it? Little More Love. That's it. I think the first video, Little More Love. Watch that. And it's like a, a homage to the 90s. And there's like a scene from Belly that he reenacts. The scene where he's like, they're rocking A-Rexes and they've got the two ways. And um, and, and and he says, you know, RIP to DMX at the end of the video. There's a little bit of tech. So definitely, man, it's uh, worth checking. Check that out. And uh yeah, I still can't get over DMX on Black Rope. That's mad. I was listening to that this yeah. week as well. That is a bit nuts still. Um, I checked out this uh, the AJ album, and uh, I, I really like it, man. I only heard 
the first half of it so far, like about the first ten tracks. Yeah. And and I just thought it absolutely banged. Like he's he's gone such a long way, man. He's really sounding like a polished, accomplished artist now. Mm. And I and I like how he's kind of made it his style to kind of blend the hardcore kind of more street joints with the more commercially viable kind of like songs that the girls will like, like the kind of, well, you are girl. I've seen some videos with girls like putting on their hoodies and ballets and going nuts for drill. But um, typically, you know, you think like uh, more the, the softer kind of females, like, like the, the kind of vibes that AJ brings with the house and garage kind of sounds. And you know what I mean? Them kind of old school throwback ones where you just kind of do two, two skanks in the dance. You know what I mean? And he's got that, he's got that as part of his locker now. Definitely. I think he crosses all boundaries and um I mean you're not gonna get blown away with anything he says, I mean, you know. But uh he's solid. He's just solid projects and, and, and from what I heard from this, this is this is solid and it's good to see some big names on there with uh, T Pain, um Digger D on the record I heard that and the Mabel one, the West Ten's got the garagey vibe and he's yeah, got that, Kalani, that, so this that, is a nice crossover one with appeal. D is, is a banger still, that's a big one for the streets, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring so it back. Can't go wrong, can't go wrong. Someone else who's solid and dropped a project, although a bit of mixed review with the beats was Conway the Machine uh, dropped, um, I can't even say this, La Maquina, M-A-Q-U-I-N-A, Maquina. But this is this is decent, man. It was uh, some interesting, the cameos, they had a ludicrous verse on there, which I thought was pretty decent. Um, two chains on there, absolutely spazzed. You know, two chains is the master of uh, guest verses. Two chains. Other than other than Little Wayne, of course. But um, now this is really good, man. This is this is good. Maybe not as good as some of his other projects, but these lot are just the whole Griselda lot are just consistent, consistent, consistent. Not as good as from King to a God. I thought that was one of the albums of the year last year. Um, hmm. But really good, really good, man. It's worth checking out. Uh, and he does this whole sort of Cardi B Kodak Black flip on one of the ver- one of his verses. So uh, on KD, I think it's called. So worth checking out. And uh, yeah, that's that's the music wise. Yeah, I, half- I, I, I checked out the um, Freddie Gibbs and Madlib Pinata Deluxe Edition, which dropped not too long ago. Um, so you know, I, I people might well, remember. Yeah, people might remember the original, which dropped a few years ago now. Um, and it's just this new cultural shift, isn't it, where people release deluxe albums and they kind of rework the original material. Um, so they've reworked the original album. They've put instrumentals on there. Mm. They've put remixes on there. Some of the remixes are cold. Sick. How did and, I miss this? And there's original tracks. So if you go get the, the Piñata deluxe album, you'll, you'll notice that there's... 83 songs on there. Cheesy, I'm, I'm scrolling through it now. It's three hours and 57 minutes worth of material. It is absolutely bonkers. Like, after after listening to this, uh, you know, I started looking up Freddie Gibbs and then I saw that he went on the, um, the Joe Rogan podcast as well, man. That was a great episode. Like, they were just kicking it, just talking all kinds of shit. You know what I mean? It was, it was hilarious. Funny, um, fun, funny you should say that. A few weeks back, I, I was just listening to Freddie Gibbs for the whole week. About when was it? Probably about a month ago, because we're in half term. Yeah, so I was going to and from work, and every day I was either playing piñata, I was playing um, 
I didn't play Babyface Killer, but I played Freddy Fetty because the, the project with Currency and Alchemist is up there for me. I've listened to Bandana. So uh, the two projects he did with um, Mad Lib and then the one he did with Alchemist. Mm, so I was listening to, yeah, I was listening to nothing but Freddie Gibbs uh, the other week. So funny you should say that. I didn't even know about the deluxe thing. So I must have slipped it. So I'm definitely going to check that out this week. So mm, check it out. There's some new tracks on there. Uh, that that weren't released on the original, mm, mm. Um, not the ones I'm talking about, like instrumentals and remixes, like actually just new material that we haven't heard. Because um, the remixes are pretty much like you know the old tracks, but with a new instrumental behind it, a new backing track behind it. Okay. But then there's these tunes like Deep and uh, Cold in the Boulevard, uh, the Morning After. There's loads. There's about ten new tracks, um, and there's one with um, with Madlib rapping on it which is something interesting because we didn't get that on the first Pinar album. And um, there's a couple of tracks that have been like, I want to see I, what I need to see. Cause I was hoping that Freddie Gibbs was going to be talking about that album um, when he was on Joe Rogan, but he didn't really talk about it. Like, so what I'm hoping to to find is like an interview where Freddie Gibbs and Madlib are actually talking about their album or something, man. Cause um, yeah, there's some special source in here, man. They definitely went in with this shit, bro. And there's, there's one track, which you might remember from um, Kanye West's normal parties in LA. And the talk was that Madlib made the beat on his phone using the IMPC app or something. And then, and then the track ended up on Kanye's album, but it kind of, there's, there's another version of it on Kanye. So it kind of seems like, well, maybe what happened was they kind of made something for the Pinata project. And then maybe, you know, you know how it could, could be like Madlib's just chilling in his studio working on the album. And then Kanye just pops by like, yo, what's up? Play me some stuff. And then he plays him something. And then Kanye's like, yo, I want to jump on this for my thing. And then Kanye reworks it in, in his own kind of way. But then years later, after it comes out, Madlib kind of thinks, you know what? I can still use this original because we had a verse from Freddie Gibbs on it. And it was going to go for our album until Kanye jumps on it. So... I'd like to hear the, the actual story behind it, man, because because it's kind of it's dope, like it's that same normal parties in LA, but the song's called Cocaine Parties. Mm, like, it kind of sounds out. like to me, like yeah, that was the original, and then Kanye reworked it, and it ended up coming out on on um uh the Life of Pablo. Interesting. I didn't know that, uh, or maybe I did. I forgot. No, I don't think I knew that. I'm going to definitely check that out, man. I definitely check that out. I went back to Black Rob's album today. I went back to Life Story, obviously, because he passed. And it's always sort of, uh, what's the word, sort of poignant to go back and just reflect and just drop, listen to what they drop. So, yeah, go back to Life Story. I recommend that. And obviously DMX's first album. It's just two classics there, two legends who have, have, have left us. But yeah, some new music. Been busy, busy. Did you watch the battle? The um, I know you're up in the battle raps. Did you watch the Cassidy and um, Hitman? Was it Hitman Holler? Totally missed that. I didn't know Cassidy was still battling. He, he released a project, a music project, not too long ago. But I didn't know he was still battling though. Yeah, I only I only got my attention got drawn to it because I saw them sort of having a a face to face heated debate. <laughs> I like the pre the pre warm up, like the press release thing, and they were like arguing and shit. And um, mm. but I don't think I think Cassidy did all right, but I don't know. I I haven't got that um the caffeine app or I haven't bought into I haven't bought into the oh uh, it was on caffeine I don't think it no I'm not sure if it was or not but I'm just saying I've got 
Mm. I've not really been brought into the thing. I thought you might have seen it because of the whole... Mm-mm, mm-mm, but there's so much going on in the battle rap culture, it's easy to miss stuff. Like like you're saying, with this caffeine app, since everyone's been in lockdown, um, I think just it, it's kind of been a good time for creatives because creatives around the world have ramped up their creative output and have, you know, discovered new ways to release content. Like people have just been forced to to try and eat a different way since they can't go out and they can't do live performances. Mm. Um, and and it's just ramped up output. Like, you know, um, someone you shout out quite a lot is Genesis Elijah because he's one of those creators that just figured out, well, if I can't go out and do live shows, I can just bang out loads of product, right? He's got, he tweeted the other day, he's got three new singles coming out next week. It's like he's put out how many singles already so far this year. He's got an album out. Still got more material coming. He's done mad collaborations. Oh, fucking hell, man. Yeah. So, like, yeah, so with the battle rap, like you've got um, URL doing their thing on the caffeine app, you've got um, King of the Dot doing their thing on Twitch, um, and then you've got like these individuals, like the individual stars from um, URL are doing their own thing as well. Like, you know, everyone's got their own YouTube channel, Everyone, some of these guys have got their own. Uh, platform on caffeine and people are just streaming stuff live people are just uploading video like you know like when um did you see that matt hoffer and method man uh track that came out that was on yeah. matt hoffer's youtube channel yeah we spoke about that and they went back and forth and then they did like a little not a battle thing but a little like new school versus old school trade-off yes yeah that was that was cool that's hard man you know what i'm saying so it's like if math hoffer can do something like that you can imagine there's loads of other battlers that can do that on their own channel as well and you might just we might just not catch that um there was a mad there was a a new school versus old school battle with like some of these rappers like um what's this guy's name is it is it is it uh john john the dawn and uh Murder Mook and like you know the, the new school cats were coming at the old school guys. And I was like, rah! I, I can't believe it. like they sent for them. They made a mad flipping um, diss track. Geechee got he went in there spazzing out all over that. I was like, wow! And then the old school guys did a, did a track to respond. So it's like to keep up with it all, you got to be following everyone on social media and 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 because there isn't like, do you know what I mean? You know, like back in the day, we we could just watch MTV. Or we could just listen to a radio show, or we could get like the magazine. We get the source or vibe magazine. We know everything, but it's not really like that now, man. You kind of have to, you kind of really have to have your ear to the street, man. So I think it's so difficult to keep up with everything now, man. Yeah, there's a lot going on with the battle scene, and big up with everyone battling. Big up, um, who do we know that's a good battle rapper? Tony D. Big up Tony Dangerous. Mad Rhymer. Who else dropped out some projects? Um, oh, Sonny Jim dropped something with Kev Brown, a joint venture. Check that out. Kev Brown out of the States. That's really good. Look, good product. I was with Sonny and Kev Brown when they were recording some of it, actually. And uh, Michael Parkinson was there. I met Michael Parkinson in Sonny's kitchen and they were all doing verses and shit. And uh, yeah, man, that was that was really good to see that. Uh, and yeah, go check that out. Sonny Jim working hard and Kev Brown, a legend. Nice, uh, soulful production. Got that funk. Worth checking out. Yeah, man. Um, I just thought I might have been muted. I sneezed earlier and I didn't know if I unmuted or not. So I'm glad that everything I just said was picked up. So um, we're doing this for people listening. We're doing this on a Sunday afternoon. Usually we do beer up and ban every 
sorry, play on every Sunday. Uh, but we're moving and we're keeping the energy. I'm liking the energy, Cal. Neither of us are drinking. Well, oh. it's 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 a surprise that we both got energy because <laughs> Arsenal did just have a very disappointing game, which you know what I mean. That's obviously going to affect your energy levels. It used to, it used to, and now I just think, fuck it and fuck them. I'm not letting them bring me down. Yeah. I watched it. With, I watched the game with uh, with my daughter on my chest, and um, I was trying to I was I was trying to find a stream, you know, the bootleg stream life, and I found one on Twitter. But it was slow, so I listened to it on the radio while having it on my phone. Um, and I and I and I had her in an Arsenal baby grow. Oh, that's what I was going to talk to you about. This is the conversation. So we're just talking about energy. Sorry, but yeah, as we go on a sidetrack. So, what's your thoughts on this? And I'll put it in a WhatsApp group. And um, so, Andrea's uncle bought a West Ham kit for the baby, and uh, and then we put put the baby in a West Ham kit and took some pictures, and it was all banner. And then her aunt sent the, the Tottenham kit uh, and a Tottenham dress, like Spurs kit, and wanted pictures. And then and then people were messaging me saying, no, no, don't have it, don't have it. Like, you've got to get Arsenal kit. So I've, had, I've, I've got, like, an Arsenal baby grow that I've put her in and, uh, and taken pictures. But just what's your thoughts on, like, people buying different football shirts and kits for, for, for the child, even though you know in your heart of hearts that you don't like them teams and then you want your child to be Arsenal? I mean, me personally, I would be salty. I would be salty about my youth wearing another club colours. So I would want to indoctrinate my youth in the, in the kit. <laughs> indoctrinate. You know, I'll try, try to, yeah, yeah, man, it's a brainwashing thing. I'll try to make sure that her favourite colour is red and she's always wearing red and white. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit mad. It was a bit mad. Have you seen the, the on social media? I don't know if it's on TikTok. There's this kid. He must be in the 16, 15, 16, 17, and he and he winds up his dad, and his dad's a proper gooner. So by winding him up, he, he wears a Tottenham kit around the house, and the dad's like run out of the house upset. He's having another debate saying, Dad, what if I if I was to support another team, you know, it's, it's, you know, he goes, No, nah, bro, if you support Arsenal while you're in my house, it's mm. hilarious. He's winding yeah. his dad up. Cheeky boy. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, at first I was like, no, this is mad, they're taking the piss. But then I thought, if people want to buy buy clothes and kits and then have banner, who who am I, you know, if people want to be kind enough to spend their little bit of money on, um, buy a little bit of money, I don't mean like they ain't got money, I mean the kit was only like £10, £15, whatever, on on a top or whatever, and, and then have a little laugh in a the chat, then that's calm. But I know in my heart of hearts, when it comes to her first ever game, there's only one stadium we're going to. And I know when it comes to the, the kit and the, and the shirt and the name and everything on the on the back, we know we know where we're going in it. We know what shop we're going. So people can have their fun and games now. But Well, you know, yeah, I mean some people might see it as banter in it, you know. Like, oh yeah. Now some get, people go mad, yeah, so get her in a in a Tottenham shirt and, and stuff like that. But I mean, I wouldn't take too kindly to that man. She, she hasn't won the Tottenham kit yet, so just for the record, people that are listening I haven't done that yet. The West Ham one, I can maybe get a squeeze because it was like East London, it's close to home. Arsenal and West Ham, the relationship's not really that bad, but for spuds and all that, it's a, it's a, it's a bit sticky. But but was, so all right, West Ham is probably your your local club, right? I don't know if you're closer to Brighton or or somewhere like that now. South, yeah. oh for hit, well where I've moved to, South End's the closest, but then there's a lot of, I'd say it's probably like eighty percent West Ham around here. Okay, so it's the so it's the culture. So it, you know, it might just be that when your daughter grows up, all of her mates are West Ham fans, and she wants to support West Ham. So, isn't it? 
No, but, no, but that's, yeah, but that's when she grows up. She might not even like football, but when she grows up, she's only got one option, really. I like, well, I like that. I like that, man. Well, like. it's not even an option. It's, see, now it's all photos and babies and banner, but like, really, when it comes to... Like if I have to go, if I have, if if I have to suffer this pain, then she has to feel. That. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've been, you know, from father to daughter. We we were lucky. We we we've encountered Arsenal, you know, winning the league at Anfield, winning the league at what, winning the league at White Hart Lane, winning the league at Old Trafford, becoming the most successful FA Cup team. Um, all right, no no European football, but. European Cup Winners' Cup's not too bad. We've birthed, you know, we've helped create the greatest Premier League player of all time in Thierry Henry. No cap. Yeah, we got, you know, yeah, un- season undefeated. Um, all right. You know, I mean, Liverpool and Man United might have a slight edge on us with their history and the league titles in the Prem. But, you know, when it comes to London clubs as well. So it's all fun and games. And uh, if, she, if she wants to support football, she, she might not even like football. So, well, you know, I guess it, it all depends on how serious you are about the thing, man. So, if say say this, so say say like say uh, say like Loaf or Damien come to you and say, yeah, I bought your Kala, I bought your child a present. I've got them a West Ham kit, uh, or or you've got a family member that's bought them bought or oh, Tottenham kit, sorry, or or you've got a family member that bought bought your son or daughter a Tottenham kit. Would you say? Would you be like, no, they're definitely not wear it, or would you like, yeah, smile, put it on, take a picture, and then just like never wear it again? Never let the child wear it again. I would be hurt. I would be emotional, and I would I would kind of take it as disrespect. I wouldn't want my you wearing another kit like that. That would be the way I would take. Well, like I was saying, like it depends how serious you are about the thing. Like you could you could look at it upon you could look upon the situation as it's just banter and it's just lighthearted and whatever, and it's just a little gift and whatever. But like I w- I would kind of be like you know as soon as you unwrap the gift, I'd be trying to throw it away. Like I'd be like, <laughs> what are you doing? You're taking the absolute like no way. You know what I mean? And into a nappy. Now at the minute at the minute it's banter, but um I know when it comes down to the baby's three months old. I think you know <laughs> it's it's calm, but when it comes saw, to like then pivotal years. Mm. I saw something on the uh, on the timeline where someone was was moaning when we was losing a game, and he was like, "Why, why, like, why did my dad ever make me support this team in the first place? He just set me up for a whole life of hurt." And I was just like, "Flipping hell, mate!" <laughs> well, people. <laughs> well, like, yeah, that's it. Because you're you, know, bald. you kind of feel sorry for the lad because. Arsenal is really not good for your mental health the way that Arsenal play at the moment. They're going to stress you out. They're going to be making you get all kinds of angry and upset. Yeah, but imagine being a Spurs fan. Imagine being born into a Spurs family. Or imagine being born into like a West Ham family. Imagine being born into like, what's a lower league team? Plymouth. Like, you, you, yeah. you take pride with your team. You might not face any success ever. And you just ride with it because that's your team. Like, we're, we're fortunate to, to, our families have, chosen a team for us to support because we don't live near Arsenal we don't live in like that part of North London you know no but... no for sure like I had a I had a, a head of department who was a huge Sunderland friend and he was used to talk about Sunderland till I die and all this kind of stuff do you know what I mean like, yeah that man are passionate up there they got nothing else well, and every week like he knew the team was going to lose and, it, like, uh, and they were just <sighs> they were pants but he kept a smile on his face kept a brave face on things and you know what I mean 
it's just like your passion, I suppose. Like, yeah. what it is. That's it. Amazing supporters, the, the Geordies and the, and the North Lot. But, yeah, no, it's just interesting, man. At the minute, it's not... I mean, luckily... But the thing is, the, the, the point I was trying to make was I, I kind of empathise with the lad on the timeline because if your parents don't force you to support a club and you choose your own team, then you could you can go without that life of pain, innit? You can support in PSG, kick it to the Yeah, yeah. glory hunters. No, whatever, no one likes doing well at the time, and then you can have a, you can have a great time. No one likes a fucking glory hunter, man. Like you have to pick, pick your team. I, 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 I agree with the the hereditary um, supporting man. I, I do think that it's nice to have a family tradition where everyone in your family supports a certain club, or if it's your local club, I like that as well. Like you just support your local team. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's See, our we... families are split. That's the thing, Andrew's two sides. Uh West some are West Ham, some are Spurs, some are Arsenal. My family, those that do like football, Arsenal. So but at the end of the day, I'm a dad. It's my decision. It's my money. It's my time. We're going we're going we're going to Holloway Road. We're going to the shop. We're spending throwing away bare pee on the new Adidas exclusive Arsenal stuff just for them to be rubbish and flop and draw with draw with Fulham at home. <laughs> Arsenal are dropping kit. Arsenal are dropping stuff with Adidas like they're Champions League semi-finalists. You get me? <laughs> the clothes don't warrant the team performance like, at the like, minute. I'm what sorry. are you celebrating, innit? All of these garments, man. What are you cel- Are you commemorating or celebrating like some kind of Champions League triumph? Uh, did you, you know what I mean? The Champions League, I know this is not play on, but the, the the Bayern Munich PSG game was one of the best games. Like that that game over two legs was phenomenal. Phenomenal. So um mm, talking about PSG, PSG have done some fly collaborations with Nike. Someone who did a fly collaboration with Nike is Skepta. Did you see his new shoe? Oh, it's dead. It's so dead. <laughs> Bruv, that crep, yeah. Let, I'm gonna bring it up now, and I'm glad you brought this up because, like, I'm a, you know me, I'm a big Skepta fan, and the trainers, I'm a big trainer head. But these new ones, let me just bring up the picture. Um, is it the new SK? It's like because this is his fourth, fourth release, yeah. Mm. And um, I've got one pair. I've got the SKs. The SKs are flipping remarkable. Like the, and then the. The white and the blue ones are dope, and the one with the video uh, text on it and the red air bubble. But these latest ones, let me bring up the picture. From what I remember, they look horrible. Oh, and the SK shocks, they look butters as well. Some look butters. The new, the new ones, Air Max Tailwind. That's what you're talking about. Do you like them? I'm not gonna lie, I don't really like. I don't really like the whole style of the shoe. Yeah, man. I don't really like the, the, the colorway, the patterns. I don't like nothing about it, mate. It's not really in my cup of tea. Nah, see, and it's good to be honest, but I'm looking at them now on hype beat. Yeah, it's a hype thing, but yeah, you know, well done. Nah, they're yeah, they're dead, dead in the water, mate. But big him up still. I'm not really, a, I'm not really an SK or a Tailwind type of guy. Yeah, I'm but, definitely not a know, Tailwind guy. You like it? You like it? You like it? Like it um. The I don't M- think the shocks look too bad. The the SK shocks, I think, are probably the best out of all of the other. Really, I hate shocks. I hate shocks with a passion. Like they're one of the most butters trainers when they came out back in the day. I'm gonna send you this link so you can see what I'm seeing right now. This is a a pair of shocks from 2019. Um, I'm putting it in the in the BRB group chat. 
Uh-huh. People can wear what they want. What did I cut? Oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm talking to trainers. I want a raffle of these, um, at the, and they're, they're ugly as well. I don't know why I bought them. Well, I bought them to resell them, but at the minute, no one's buying. But I bought these Adidas um, ZX something, like Sean Wotherspoons made out of recycled items. And, I, and they're, this, they're butters, but I'm sending them back because no one wants to buy them on a resell thing. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm looking, yeah I'm, I'm looking at the ones you sent me on the screen now. They're black shocks with um, the springy, like un- like your m- bed mattress type springs underneath it. They're, <laughs> they're butters as well, man. They, these are dead. Do you you describe shocks as springs under your mattress? That's how I know you're not feeling them. Bruh, shocks, like the only person I ever thought would look the shocks was when Vince Carter played basketball in them, them boots with shocks, but it's a no for me. It's a no for me, but... um. No. Um, well, I wanted to kind of swing this right back to a little bit of grime real quick since we talk Skepta. Did you see that Gets live performance of his new album? No, but I wanted to. I didn't. I forgot about it. That was flipping amazing. Honestly, that is one of the best things I've seen in 2021. Absolutely incredible. Just. Just, just, just Skeppy, just doing his thing, absolutely killing the live stuff. Like the production value is what was shocking to me because what I would expect is just like a microphone, you know, a man on a stage just spitting some bars. But no, man, it was like it was like a proper stage, you know, with like lights and like a light show and and like a, like a live band. And the the acoustics were amazing. Like whoever the engineer was, he put his foot into that. Like the the vocal sound is so crisp. You know, sometimes you can go to a live show and the music drowns out the vocals. You can barely hear what what the live acts are saying and stuff. But the vocal sound is so crisp. It was beautiful. A beautiful mix. Wow. I just like the whole thing was impressive. And then the features came out, you know, JK came out to do the track that they got together. Um, Dizzy Rascal came out to do the track. They got together. Um, Parcelu. So it was just like an all-star cast of, of, of UK rap coming through to support Getz um, as they kind of celebrate his album. And it, it was just glorious to see. This is another one of these things that we're only getting because of COVID, bro. Because if, you know, if COVID wasn't on and everybody wasn't on lockdown, he would just do a live show where everyone can just come to the show, right? But because he can't go on tour and he can't tour his album, he's, he's just done something for the fans to keep them, you know, to, to kind of keep his name out there and keep the fans happy, give people a little something. And it's something for the culture. It's not just for the fans. I think what he's done there with his conflict of interest show is something dope for the culture. I, I think they've done the whole album. It was like, yeah, it was like about 40 minutes long, the show. And it was sick. It was really good, man. I recommend everybody to go and watch that. Just go go, go get on the YouTube, type in Gets Conflict of Interest. It's on his YouTube channel. It's just like a live rendition of his album. Almost like a MTV Unplugged, like that kind of thing. Nice. All right, I'll check it yeah. out. Um, Keeping with Grime, I know Lioness, who we had on the show before, she dropped a, a freestyle celebrating 10 years of of women's football and the women's premiership. Uh, and that's really worth checking out. And she dropped a, a, a ridiculous freestyle about celebrating all the footballers, you know, like all the um, 
England players and the Arsenal lady. All the, it's all to do with Arsenal ladies and how far we've come. Well, how far women have come. Um, and that's really good to see. So big up Lioness, big up the women footballers uh, and everyone pushing girls football at grassroots because we want more girls playing football. I, I picked up. I picked up one line in in the um, in a freestyle which I thought was dope, where she talked about Karen Carney being the most capped England player of all time. Yeah, man, but both for men and women. Yeah, I didn't even know that. I was like, wow, that's that is just you know what I mean. Her name holds a little bit more weight now. Like next time I see her doing a commentary, I'm gonna be like, oh look, look, it's Karen, it's Karen, it's Karen's talking. Everybody, be quiet, Karen talking. <laughs> <laughs> most captain player in history talking right now yeah she talks at, at the minute at the minute and it, and it shouldn't be a big thing but the, the female pundits are, are brushing the male pundits other than Mika Richards like um, Alex Scott and Karen what's her name Car- Kearney Carney yeah Carney yeah sorry forgive me yeah they they talk a lot of sense and um, when you've got people like Roy Keane and Michael Owen just chatting complete wet you're thinking oh come on man we can do better than this. So big up like the female Alex footballers. Scott. I do like Alex. I think Alex Scott is dope, man. Oh, she she's broke a record the other day as well, wasn't she? She was like the first female presenter or host of Football Focus. Um, although I was thinking, isn't she also the first black presenter of Football Focus? But you know, whatever, man. Like, you um, know, I just, I just want to see her growing in stature. I think she's brilliant. I want to see more Alex Scott all over the TV. Every channel. Put her on every flipping channel. <laughs> yeah. Put her on everything, man. Put her on just, everything. That, that's it. Just get her doing the news in the morning, like the drive time stuff, like in the afternoon and the news at night as well before you go home. I've been watching. She's <laughs> We'd all be watching. <laughs> yeah. Talking to TV, that's a nice segue. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling these segues, man. Um, I've not had any time to watch anything because of the baby, but I'm still trying to watch The Serpent. I'm still trying to finish The Serpent on BBC iPlayer. That's pretty cool. Line of Duty, which everyone knows is the baddest thing out there. It's the best. I still haven't seen the latest news season. And um, yeah, man, I'm just a bit bit short. I don't know if you've been watching TV. Um, I've been watching the most boring shit. Um, so... I don't know if you know, uh, I've got a daughter, um, Greta Thunberg, her name is. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you know, I was supposed to have her this weekend, but, you know, like, she's kind of at that age where, you know, she just kind of wants to hang out with all her activist mates and stuff, you know, so she don't care about her old man anymore. Um, you know, maybe I'll call her mom and see if I can have her next weekend. But anyway, she's put out this documentary on BBC, which you can go and see that right now. Um, and it's about her taking a year away from her studies to go out and explore. And so they were really looking into these sort of climate change issues. And she was talking to all kinds of scientists and, and people in industry and getting these professional opinions. And then, you know, you see her going on her talks where she goes to these summits uh, and and addresses issues and talks to like diplomats and politicians and stuff like this it's actually really eye-opening to see just how much media attention she has um and the university of winchester gave her a flipping statue bonkers they gave her a statue yeah they spent about 25 grand making it good maybe then get rid of some of them racist statues around the country and uh 
put up some some more beneficial ones. Well, um, God, God forbid she ever gets a bad grade because students might start hating and tear her stuff. <laughs> um, talking to TV, there was someone who passed away. I know people people who are fans of Peaky Blinders. Uh, Helen McCrory passed away. Um, who played uh, Polly in Peaky Blinders? Phenomenal actor, and uh, sad that she passed away. So R.I.P. Actress Helen McCrory as well. So if you haven't watched Peaky Blinders, uh, definitely watch it and look out for like the sister of the of the of the family, and she's she holds her own. She's she's an amazing character. So yeah, 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 sad. People are dropping left, right, and centre. That's why it's important, man. As we always say, just give people their flowers while they can, and and make your mark. Like I was saying at the beginning of the show, people out there, sort of, if you're not doing something productive, then what are you doing? And help someone you know hey, hold on that's what I said. <laughs> now you were saying about you were saying about how you feel that you know jesus was 34 and he um left a big mark and you feel that you've not left an imprint or a mark on 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 people or or your life so and i was trying to big you up and not downplay yourself so and i'm just carrying on that conversation now so yeah, big up, man. Big up, big up. Um, uh, yeah, it's a cool message, man. Um, for people to maybe think a little bit more about legacy and impact. You know, what impact mm. can I make on the world? What kind of difference can I make in the world? Mm. You know, definitely, definitely. Just, just, just doing what I'm doing. You know, like I'm. Let me, let me go and watch this TV show. Instead of going watching the TV show, think about maybe a difference you can make. What do you think? Like, let's give some, let's give them something practical. Like, what kind of a difference can somebody realistically make? in the world you can all right let's start in-house so oh there's a baby crying in the background um people you can help you can help your family around the house so if you've got family in your house you can help them uh, you can maybe help them by uh talking to them or doing jobs for them or listening to them or your neighbors you could check for your neighbors or you could phone your mates that's off the top of my head um if people want to go to any like Soup kitchens, bring up the Brixton soup kitchen and Dr. Hashi we had on the show. Um, you can help your people at work, you know. Um, you can help yourself first and foremost. Help yourself. You could read books. You could change your diet. You could go for that run, go for that walk, put down that chocolate, put down that cigarette, put down that zoot. Don't pour that beer. What else? Um, mm. um, self-help. I'm like Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> so for, yeah all that all that stuff is good man um i think uh like i, I support what greta funberg was doing with that a year to change the world uh thing she got on the iplayer and there's some mm. steps in there about things that people can do to take part and to change the world in terms of climate you know uh climate change so it's just yeah. things like thinking about how much energy that we're consuming thinking about how much water that we're using like maybe do i need to just leave the tap running and do i need to just leave the electricity on all the time like and you know do i really really even need to drive can i maybe lessen my carbon footprint and instead of having co2 emissions coming out of my vehicle all the time could i get a bicycle and cycle which is going to be cleaner for the environment things like that what can i do to make a difference instead of like you know having so much plastic all the time like always buying things that are wrapped in plastic maybe if i if i made food at home maybe you know that would help with 
Well, it wouldn't really help because someone else is going to buy that shit, but back in plastic if you don't <laughs> buy it. But you get the point, you know? You just think a little bit more about little things that we can do that can ha- have a big impact if everybody does these little things. Oh, definitely. Definitely, definitely. I think people are doing it more and more now, like obviously with the plastic and the the waste and their food waste and, and then with your energy, like most people with the energy and their, their water meters and whatnot, they know what they're spending. Like we're conscious of that. So everyone... Uh, the younger generations are definitely clued up. I think the older older generations not so much so, but mm. you know. Well, well, you never t- you never too old to learn something new, man. I That's think it. if we, I think if, if things like things that are big are like, if we're thinking about developing some property, because um, the older generation will be, you know, they'll be using their money and they'll have investments and they'll be doing things, building things, making things happen, starting projects. Maybe you could think about the impact on the environment a little bit more. So if you're going to build a property, maybe you can think about going the eco way and having solar panels installed in the building. Um, Excuse me. Um, You know, things like that. Maybe getting an electric vehicle or or electric charging stand put up in... um, We were talking about doing that in my block, getting electric vehicle charging put up in the block to support people who have electric vehicles, you know, because obviously... The electric vehicles are going to have uh, a less of a carbon impact to our environment than petrol and diesel vehicles will. So it's just these little things that you can think about that can really make a difference to our society. Man. There you go. That's oh, my that's fucking boring shit over and done with. It's not boring, man. I think it's a good, nice, it's definitely it's positive, man. Um, I'm happy to wrap it up for the show. I don't know if you've got anything else you want to cover, but that'll be like a pretty good uh, end message, end credit to end the episode with. I watched the Coming to America movie and I thought it was trash. Oh, I'm not saying I'm not even wasting my time. That was like <laughs> that come out weeks ago, innit? it? And I just thought, man, um, what else? I've watched the Adam Curtis documentaries. You might have spoken about it before, I can't remember. But that, that stuff is crazy, man. Um can't get you out of my head. That's on an iPlayer as well. Um oh, sport. Sport we had uh Yeah, I like you, but I don't like you that much. <laughs> sport we had oh, the boxing yesterday. Oh uh, that Jake so, Paul brother. Who are these guys, bruv? Who is these who did he punch up? He he I thought he was fighting a UFC fighter. He was, he was, he was. On the undercard, though, there was um, this guy called Fournier. Joe Fournier? Does Google know what I'm talking about? Google knows what I'm talking about. Joe Fournier. So they're describing him as an entrepreneur. I didn't know anything about this guy until I saw him on the undercard for the Jake Paul and Ben Askren fight, right? So like you're saying, yeah, Ben Askren was a UFC fighter. He's the guy that got famously knocked out. Everybody with a general knowledge uh, of UFC has probably seen this clip of a guy getting knocked out in about five seconds. It's just like a, a flying knee that somebody licks into his face. And that's the guy that's, that's, that was fighting um, Jake Paul. So it was Jorge Masvidal that knocked out Ben Askren in the AFC, fastest knockout in UFC history. And that pretty much ended his career. Like, I can't really come back after that. Because he was talking all kinds of trash before that fight. And then to get the quickest knockout ever, I guess that's the end of your UFC career, mate. So he's popped up in this celebrity boxing match against uh, the YouTuber Jake Paul. And um, 
I, I, I like I like what the, the these Paul brothers are doing, man, because they're out here just fighting people, and they've partnered with Triller, well Jake Paul as this time, um, and Triller is like if you saw the Mike Tyson fight, um, the Mike Tyson Roy Jones Jr. event. That was a huge event, man. They they put in on a real show. Like the production value is a one. They got Snoop Dogg and other celebrities hosting it. They got these crazy performances, like like guys like Snoop and them, like they're just just smoking blunts and just drinking Hennessy and do you know what I mean? People are just swearing and like they've just they've developed a a, a culture around the social media culture. So the social media stars are involved in this thing and and it's like unfiltered raw it like it's like that podcast world of content you know coming to you mixed in with sports and social media and all of that it's just so raw and unfiltered it's freaking dope man um doja cat was performing mount rushmore was performing um mount westmore excuse me which is a, a new group of snoop ice cube too short and e40 super group they killed it. Um, they had a slap boxing competition hosted by Ric Flair. <laughs> Woo! Hey, this guy got slapped. He got the shit slapped out of me. <laughs> you know, like, have you seen some of them slapping contests? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, every time there's this one guy called Penguin. Uh, he's a YouTuber. He's pretty big, man. He has millions of views on his videos. Penguin Zero, I think, is, is his username is. And he's been covering some of these slap competitions, like there's ones in Russia and there's ones in the States and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he got me excited about slap competitions recently, man. But then to see this popping up in the Chiller event as well, like, because that wasn't even on the undercard or nothing, do you know what I mean? It's just, I wasn't expecting it. And they had some big Samoan guy in there. (laughs) You know how these big Samoan guys looking like The Rock? Imagine one of these guys slapping you, bro, with that big flipping hand. Oh, my God. Breaks on his jaw. Same stuff. Like, yo, if you can catch the YouTube, the highlights, Jake Paul, Ben Ashkrin, I don't know if you'll catch the whole show, but um, I actually tried to stay up and I fell asleep just before the main event. So I <laughs> always the way, always the way. Everything but the main <laughs> event. Uh, so I'm going to watch the highlights after... Um, after we record but Joe Fournier man he's an interesting guy bro he was fighting on the undercard uh, apparently he's a billionaire and he's boxing now and um, he's been signed by David Hay okay he's a, he's a British guy but you know he's gone over to the States and he trains in this gym in Miami he talked to him, he talked about his gym after his fight where he said you know there's like loads of like Lamborghinis and Ferraris parked up outside um, it's like a celebrity gym you know, on Miami Beach kind of thing. And, you know, you don't know who's who, really. You don't know how much money who, whoever's got. But it doesn't matter because, you know, when you're boxing, when you're just fighting, it, it kind of puts all of your celebrity and, and your money all to the side. Now it's just you versus this guy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I think for, for some of these people where they're a bit disconnected from society because people, people kind of think, oh, you're privileged and you're rich and you're famous and all of this shit. You know, some of these people, they have mental health issues and they, they, they get depressed and they commit suicide and all of this shit because they, they, they have to live that Michael Jackson kind of life where you're a bit of a freak and a weirdo and you're not a part of society. Um, but so for him, being able to be involved in boxing and to be just treated like a man, 
you know, like a regular man, like, okay, I'm going to pit my wits against your wits and how much money I've got, it doesn't matter. It's just me versus you. I think that's doing a whole lot for him and his mental health. Um, he, there's a great article where he's t- he was talking about it in um, it's a Sky Sports article, and he goes quite deep, man. I recommend reading that um, and watching out for him. He's 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 like our age, bruv, and and he's he's starting a career in professional boxing. Wow, wow! When you, when you watch him, he can actually box, man. He's all right, and and he's got the backing of David Hay. Like, let's see what he can do. Isn't it? He's got what eight professional fights now. I, and, see uh, the ben As- I see the Ben Askren uh, knockout. The guy, this, he knocked him out like early doors, didn't he? Bro, this whole thing is nuts. Like, just to quickly wrap up on Joe Fournier, like, the, there was some banter around his fight, something to do with him sleeping with a man's girl, and then the man wanted to fight him. And so that's that's why they're there. <laughs> oh, because of that? <laughs> I suppose though, if instead of taking it, instead of taking it to the streets, you can put it all online and get paid. So I am mad at it. Um, yeah, it's all gone. It's all gone mad though. It's all gone mad. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out. I've just got the the message. I've got to go help with the uh, life. I've got to help with the, the baby. Um, so I'm gonna check out the whole fight, man. And then other than that, I think that's what I'm gonna do this Sunday evening. Why not, man? It's a nice day. Hopefully, uh, everybody else out there was enjoying their weekend, enjoying their fun. Lips, though, man. Mm, well, it's still nice to go out for a walk, you know. Yeah. Warm and, and definitely, definitely, enjoy, definitely. Enjoy the blue skies. Mm, mm, mm. Right. Um, I'm gonna. I like this episode, Kyle, man. You smashed like we smashed it, bro. It's good energy, good pace. Um slightly different time I thought maybe we were going a bit more lethargic because remember we used to do it on a Friday night when we first started and Ooh. trying to trying to get the energy and then edit and everything that was just mad long hours then we switched to Saturday then we did a bit uh, play on podcast on a Sunday so this is cool man hopefully people can appreciate it um, don't forget to hit us up at beer at bants at podcast play on um, on all platform medias subscribe tell a friend the latest episode of play on has 12th man uh, YouTuber, football uh, sort of animator, illustrator, puts together some videos. We had him on the show, and hopefully you like this episode, and you have a good week. We out. Peace. Yeah. Subscribe. Peace. Peace.